And now on Marcus Paul in the Morning, Mark Latham. Yep, every Friday morning at around this time, 22 minutes to 8, we speak to One Nation's Mark Latham. Morning to you, mate. Hey, Marcus, how are you going? Not too bad, thank you. Um, unfortunately, cannot travel out west to, to visit mum uh, again this weekend. And I'm seeing murmurs and reports in the Australian that there may well be another week of lockdown. I don't want to be alarmist or anything, but the Australians uh, suggesting that the language yesterday from Dr Kerry Chandan, the Premier, suggests that we may not be out of this by next Friday. Well, that could be true because, unfortunately, our governments are captive to the chief health officers, unelected people, and the government keeps on saying, oh, we're following the expert advice, following the expert advice. The truth is that there's no health officer who ever sees just one um, COVID infection and, and doesn't say, lock down the whole place. So the opportunity for balanced political judgment and input to this has been lost. Uh, the opportunity to balance out the COVID issues with the health concerns that come from closing down the economy, people losing their job, uh, businesses going bankrupt, uh, all of that is thrown out the window. So um, we might as well not have elected leaders. It's all in the hands of these health officers who have every instinct and uh, inclination to close things down as dramatically as possible. And Unfortunately, in this current lockdown, there are whole parts of Sydney and regional New South Wales that haven't had a single COVID infection, yeah. and they're badly affected by it. So it's, a, it's another case of overkill. Well, you suggest that perhaps Dominic Perrottet was right. He fought very hard and lost, obviously, about... Uh, well, he was dead set against locking down for a third week. I, I, I can imagine he'll be absolutely... Um, palpable with uh, with angst if it goes an extra week. I mean, a month at a billion dollars per week, it's a massive whack to what is considered to be one of the major engine rooms of the Australian economy, Mark. Yeah, absolutely, and, and all the health costs that come from that. Um, there's a health cost, not just COVID, but if people are thrown onto unemployment or they lose their business all the mental health consequences of that are a big health issue. So you've got to get the balance right. And uh, when you look at the COVID rates, which are non-existent in places like Wallandilly and Penrith and Blue Mountains, Shell Harbour, Wollongong, um, the Northern Beaches, very low rates in Camden, Sutherland, uh, the North Shore of Sydney, the Central Coast, you've got to ask, well, why wasn't this a targeted lockdown? It started in the eastern suburbs. They targeted that. Yeah. There's a problem in southwest Sydney. We'll target those three local government areas. But if people aren't affected, then let them get about their normal life and, and keep their job and keep their business. And in regional New South Wales, there's a bad impact. Um, people are wearing masks in the Hunter Valley. They've got to yeah. observe the four-metre rule in hospitality venues. That's closing down businesses as well. Well, absolutely. Uh, it's extended into the regions. And, of course, obviously, uh, when you... Uh, lock down an entire city, which is what we've seen, then other state governments get jittery and then they lock everybody out as well. And it's it, the whole thing becomes, uh, well, our economy comes to a grinding halt. There's no doubt about that. And it's unfair for those in the regions, uh, particularly with no COVID cases, and even, as you suggest, in, in some areas of Sydney itself, uh, local LGAs with no cases whatsoever. 
the other issue, of course, that we need to think about is whether or not... Uh, look, they tell us that this Delta variant is uh, probably the worst we've seen. It's very contagious or infectious. Uh, that's where health are going with this. Uh, but I- even if that is the case, why not just target local LGAs where there are cases, lock them down, look after and secure the most vulnerable in our communities, get the vaccine uptake rolling and let's get on with it? Well, that's right. And you'd have to ask, though, where's the evidence of the high infection rates? Uh, the one I know is Adam Marshall, the agriculture minister who was infected in Parliament House in Budget Week. And he went to a National Party dinner. He was in question time. He would have come in contact with hundreds of people yeah. in that building. Well, I know some and, of them. And, and he's still the only infection. Yeah, I know so, some of them, you know, and There fine. is some evidence to say that these health officers overcook the egg. They exaggerate. Everything is as dramatic as you can possibly imagine. And they are really um, calling the shots and locking down everything they can possibly get their hands on without any political judgment. And, and the fact that the input of the Treasurer, Dominic Perrottet, who's probably the smartest guy in the state government, was just wiped and ignored, I think is a bad commentary on what, where we've got to. It's like we're living with a health officer dictatorship where they are running the state with no regard for other factors. All right, you and I have discussed this issue before, but there's something else that's come up, and that, of course, is this Tomorrow Man workshop rubbish. Uh, Look, I have, again, I'm very clear on my program as a progressive commentator that I have no problem with the gender studies and all of these issues, but it shouldn't belong in a classroom of of young people. Uh, If you want to study gender gender issues and you want to talk about it and all the rest of it, yes, by, by all means, do it outside of the... New South Wales education system, university degrees and all the rest of it, that's fine. Now, when people are adults and they can understand the concepts perhaps a little better. But schoolboys having their fingernails painted bright pink and red under a silly workshop designed to reinvent masculinity? Spare me. Absolutely. How is that school education? It's not. Our parents would be horrified to think we're sending out, they're paying their taxes, sending their kids to schools to learn uh, science, English, maths. Uh, vocational subjects to help the kids get a job. Yeah. And they're spending, in some cases, a full day in seminars with a group called Tomorrow Man who haven't been accredited by the Department of Education. There's no evidence base to say that this is a good mental health or well-being practice. It's completely random, people coming in off the street to paint the fingernails of the young boys uh, pink and red. Now, what's that got to do with education and, and what's it got to do with mental health? And from what I've heard of this uh, seminar, the case study at Chatswood High, uh, the boys were taken away from their classes. The girls progressed their studies that day. The boys were put in an all-day seminar and told about uh, toxic masculinity, told that they were likely to be domestic violence perpetrators, and they walked out of there thinking, well, geez, I had a bit of self-esteem before the seminar started. Now I'm completely shattered. So there's some evidence to say that these uh, outfits are counterproductive, wacky, and counterproductive. Yeah, look, I don't uh, believe that it is the right way to, to tackle domestic violence either. You brought that issue up, and uh, I have two young blokes. They're obviously a little older now. They're both just out of high school, and, uh, and you know, I, I've spoken to them about this sort of stuff. And they've said to me, well, Dad, you know, I would never think of, uh, of being violent toward a girlfriend or, 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 or a, a woman in my life because you've always told me that's not the way that a, a man should, um, uh, you know, conduct, their, conduct themselves uh, at, in any 
in any situation, uh, whether it's domestic or otherwise. This sort of behaviour needs to be taught at home. Uh, the, the standards uh, need to be instilled in young men from their parents, and it starts with their fathers, and that's my opinion. No stranger should go into any high school, you know, and... You know, tut-tut at boys, making them feel guilty for something that 99.9% of them would never consider doing anyway. Well, Tomorrow Man is a social engineering program. It's not really about mental health or well-being. It's to try and refashion a certain type of masculinity according to what Tomorrow Man and these facilitators uh, think a man should be. But what you've just said there, Marcus, is the most important factor in this domestic violence debate, and it's so rarely mentioned. Good on you for saying it. But the most powerful and effective message is for a father to say to their son, listen, mate, there's never, ever any excuse for putting your hands on a woman in a way that she doesn't want, okay? Particularly with any degree of force and violence, okay? It's never, ever, ever acceptable. Now, I know a lot of fathers, I'm one of them, who who say that to their sons. and, And you get results. That's where the debate should sit. Not this rubbish of, as you say, strangers coming into schools with wacky ideas about painting fingernails as a way of solving problems. It, it causes problems, it's a waste of taxpayers' money and a complete and utter joke. Good to have you on, mate. Take care. We'll talk next week. Appreciate it. All the best. Cheers. All right, there he is, 1-800-150-811.